BC government says the private sector can't solve the province's housing crisis as Victoria Today launched an almost $3 billion public housing program to build more affordable rental units for middle-income earners. At that announcement was Premier David Eby where he spoke about the challenges for people to get into the market. Take a listen. We know that the private sector alone has not been able to deliver the middle-income housing that we need. And that's why I'm so proud to announce that today we are launching BC Built, which is our initiative to leverage publicly owned land, affordable financing, key partnerships uh, with the nonprofit sector and with local governments to build lower cost, middle income rental homes faster for British Columbians right across the province. So what's this all mean? Well, joining me now is BC's Minister of Housing, Ravi Kalon. Minister, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, so thanks for having me. How will this program work? Well, uh, this program uh, takes into effect that uh, when we have public lands uh, used for housing, we have public financing, uh, we expedite permits from local governments, and we take out profits, that we're able to build housing that is more affordable for middle-income earners. We know from uh, continuous conversations with local governments, people in our communities are telling us that you've got people who are nurses, uh, teachers, healthcare workers, who can't afford to live in our communities. And so this program that we're launching is a reflection of the need for government to step into this space and help build uh, that type of affordable housing. So in this case, it's public land, though. So you're taking away the cost of the build, or at least reducing significant, the significant portion of, of, of the cost to housing. That's correct. And so we've got uh, at least 20 projects that we've identified in this early stage uh, we've got First Nation land, we've got uh, lands owned by the province, local government, federal government, uh, and, and, and in some cases, in fact, some places of worship. We've got churches coming forward and saying we've got underutilized land uh, and we want to make sure this housing is, uh, can be built on this space. Uh, and between that and the financing and really taking out the profit margin, uh, we're able to get housing that meets at least 30% of people's incomes because we have too many people that are paying... 50% or more, and that's just not sustainable. And so in regards to these types of homes, what kind of incomes or earnings do people have to have to be eligible for this type of housing? Well, historically, D.C. housing and the province has focused on building housing for people that make less than $84,000 a year. Uh, so we have community housing funds, we have indigenous housing funds, uh, and that's been the space that we've primarily focused on. What BC Builds does is it builds housing for that 85 to up to 150,000 for families. Uh, and so we're basically moving into a space that will have housing options available for people that are within our workforce. And, and we heard that today, North Vancouver is one of the first projects. They're having a tough time attracting healthcare workers at Lionsgate. Uh, and so they see these 190 units as an opportunity not only to attract healthcare workers so they can be closer to their employment, but also to support the port and all of the activity that happens there. So, uh, again, this, this will vary in communities slightly, but the premise of the program is the same. It's the government believes, we believe, that we need to step into the space to provide that affordable housing. Uh, yesterday we had SFU professor Andy Yan on the show, and one of the things he talked about, uh, we were talking about the broader costs of, of uh, or broader conversation around uh, the foreign buyers ban federally, but he says one of the things we need to look at is what other markets are doing for housing because that foreign buyers ban on its own 
doesn't mean it, it makes housing more affordable. And one of the things he said was, look at areas like Singapore as an example of what that government does for housing. How much of what you're trying to do here is is impacted by countries or city-states like uh, Singapore or others where the government is much more involved in the housing market? Well, BC Builds is actually designed on the premise of what is done in Singapore or what is done in Vienna. In fact, what's also done in Delhi in, in India where the government partners with not-for-profit, partners with the private sector also. I mean, the reality is the government's not going to build these units. Uh, we don't have people with trade skills sitting around waiting to have a contract. We're going to go to the private sector, have them build it, but it's going to stay in government hands. It's going to be run by not-for-profits. And, and this has been a successful model for many jurisdictions who've already dealt with their housing challenges. Uh, and we're just saying, let's learn from them and bring those models here to British Columbia. We're the first in North America to do it, but I can guarantee you we will not be the last. Uh, does that mean you've lost faith in the private sector? Though I know you talked about the importance of the private sector, but for the government to be this involved, it, what it says is that you don't have complete faith in the private sector, or perhaps even the public sector gets some of these projects approved, and that I mean by City Hall, and this is one sort of end run around municipalities, the public sector, and to a certain degree the private sector, which of course is going to be much more profit-focused. Is this a way to get around the present system in your mind then? Well, there's no doubt we need the private sector to continue to do what it's doing. It's building housing for a certain market that we're not going to be providing housing for. Well, what this is is a reflection that governments need to do more. Uh, we need the private sector to continue to build. Many of the pieces of legislation that we brought in last fall were about cutting red tape so we can get housing built and approved faster in communities, and predominantly that is in support of private sector development. What we're doing here is we're saying there's that... Uh, population, uh, target population that cannot afford some of the market rents of our new builds. And we're saying we'll partner with the private sector to get housing that's more affordable. So it's not a one or, or another, Jazz. I often get people say to me, how are we going to solve this housing crisis? Is it going to be the not-for-profit sector or is it going to be the private sector? And I always say that's a luxury that we do not have. That debate is a luxury we, we do not have. We need the private sector to continue to go full speed ahead, and we need the not-for-profit sector to dramatically grow in BC. Uh, since I got you here, uh, you made the, the housing announcement, the uh, housing legislation introduced uh, last fall session. Spring session begins next week. Uh, can you walk me through where we are right now in regards to just uh, your consultation with municipalities and regulations that are going to be moving forward because what you introduced in the fall is far-reaching, but you also have to consult with municipalities, educate them on where you want to go and whether or not they can implement some of this. Where are we in regards to that conversation right now? Well, Jess, I literally just walked out of UBCM conference where we had mayors and councillors from around the province talking about this very thing. And we've been uh, having town halls weekly for the last two months with CEOs and planners from communities throughout BC to help guide them on how to make these changes. Uh, June is the deadline for many of the communities to have the uh, changes reflected within their zoning rules. I'm confident that we're going to see communities, in fact, get there in April, uh, and many communities, and many uh, will take maybe May. Uh, but we will get there because, in the end, those changes are critically important to ensure that we're able to get to yes uh, to housing in a much quicker way. Minister, as always, thank you so much for your time. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Thanks uh, for uh, making time for our audience. Really appreciate it.
Anytime, Jazz. Thanks for having me and be safe.